Uh, right, hello uh, everybody. Welcome to today's podcast. This is Adrian speaking. It's the 27th of July 2020 uh, and this is the um, Trend Signal podcast, how to trade Forex and stock markets. And at the moment uh, we're seeing big moves on uh, gold as it's rallying to new highs. We're seeing stocks coming off this week and we're seeing the dollar falling as well. So uh, usually those two going opposite directions but not last week. So there's certain reasons why and we're going to be talking about that in today's podcast. And as ever, uh, I'm joined with our resident experts and chief analyst Jerry Miller. Hi Jerry. Uh, morning, hi there. Um, so yeah quite a bit's been going on uh, really over the last few days. Jerry why don't you kick us off please. What's uh, What on earth's been happening? Uh, well gold, gold's the, uh, the big highlight certainly the headlines this morning and on Friday as well. We spoke about it this time last week uh, in our podcast about that 1810 level. It's sort yeah. of been banging into it um, and well, just the, the, the idea obviously being that, you know, when it breaches it, you'll see it sort of rally uh, significantly. And the reason why it's not because we had a particular bullish view on gold, but when the market reaches an all time high um, and 1810 wasn't there, but it's very much in clear air and you have to go back a long way uh, to see gold at these levels. You're talking about 2011 uh, and, yeah. and, and now we breached the 2011 highs. Uh, there's nothing for anyone to sort of attach their sort of charts to, as it were. So when we're making new highs, that you've just got psychological numbers to aim at, you know, sort of 1950 and obviously 2000, 2000, a psychological yeah. number. And it just looks like it could Absolutely. get there tomorrow. Or today, you know, uh, yeah, it does a bit, doesn't it? And you yeah. know uh, that eighteen ten level, we sort of banged into it about six or seven days in a row, almost. And um, you know, so closure just above that level would have really seen a bit of a breakout, and that's that's really what's happened. So why, why is gold rising though, Jerry? Do you want to just explain that to our listeners? Uh, yeah, it's it's quite it's quite an interesting uh, argument going on. It, normally, you would say that golf is a safe haven play. But when you look at equities and you're thinking, well, hang on a second, equities, I mean, I know they fell on Thursday and Friday, but generally they're pretty high, pretty mm. solid. Um, and that's what we refer to as risk on where people are putting their money to work. They're not thinking about how they can protect it and put it in some sort of safe haven like gold. But actually gold also reflects a certain sort of level of uh, global angst. So what it's doing is it's looking at sort of global macro events that aren't that's causing a bit of concern and, and and I think certainly gold traders have been focusing on the rising tensions um, uh, between um, the US and China. Uh, do you yeah. remember last week at the end of last week China uh, the US announced the closure of the Chinese consulate in Houston uh, mm. and that's because of allegations of some uh, skullduggery uh, etc. Uh, but then China announced over the weekend in a bit of a sort of tit for tat move the closure of the US consulate in, in I think it's pronounced Zhengdu. Um, and it's just sort of, it's just simmering. It's just carrying on and on and on. And it's, and, and you know, after a while, a lot, of, a lot of other countries are starting to be a little bit concerned about China and its sort of ways of doing business and, and, and you know, cornering certain markets, strategic markets. Um, you know, and I think with, with the pandemic, there is this concern that countries have to be able to cope for themselves and not rely on the on global marketplace. There's a certain amount of sort of, yeah. you know, looking inwards now. And I, I, I'm not suggesting 
the UK or Europe are following any sort of isolationist policy, but it's for purely practical reasons. You know, we've got to be a little bit careful, haven't we? So, so yeah. certainly global angst, uh, certainly that sort of has been a, a big driver. But the dollar, look at the dollar. The yeah, dollar there's been is some amazing moves there. Yeah, absolutely. The, 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 not the, just gold, but the euro and everything, hasn't it? It's been yeah, really moving. Yeah. Well, certainly the euro against the dollar, even sterling against the dollar. Poor old lowly sterling. That's keeping pretty good track of the euro against the dollar. So, so the dollar is losing ground significantly now, Adrian. And we talked about it last week. There's been a sort of an, an acceleration in the trend. <clears throat> um, last yeah. week, uh, just haven't got my notes here. We lost, or I say we, the euro gained or the dollar lost 2.29 cents against the euro. That's a big move. That's two percent in a week, and I know two yeah. percent people think two percent. What's that? That's nothing. Look at gold. Look at you know. Look at crude oil. Sometimes look at indices. But in currencies, that's a big move. Sterling two over two cents. Two dollars twenty eight. Um, yeah. sorry, two cents twenty two point two cents. I apologise. That's one point eight percent. That's a big move. And yeah, so remember, commodities priced in dollars. When the dollar weakens, it's cheaper in euros cheaper in sterling so investors then 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 buy gold and that's why what pushes the price of gold up when the dollar weakens it's all correlated isn't it yep pretty much uh, but it, it is confusing for some people you know when you look at mm. gold and equities and think well hang on, one's safe haven and one's like putting risk on and they're both going up so how's yeah. that happening it's a touch more nuanced than that isn't it that's for sure yeah yeah and actually uh, i think that's one of the reasons why these podcasts are so beneficial because we can start to you know listeners can start to understand some of those nuances rather than that blanket approach to oh stocks rising um dollar falling um you know and so or whatever so it may be um yeah well certainly it, it's a little bit confusing to some people why gold is so strong. Gold is one of those instruments that, I mean, I, I, I think actually a bit like equities, this is all liquidity driven, of course. When I talk about liquidity driven, I'm talking about the measures that the Federal Reserve, the US Central Bank has engaged in and, <clears throat> and the US government. They pumped in trillions of dollars into the US economy. And mm. that liquidity has driven all markets higher, commodities, indices, bonds you know it's 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 just that that's the way it works uh, and you can understand uh, go on guys can say and there's talk of the um the stimulus a further stimulus package but uh, the bill collapsing uh, in, in the states well there you there? go and that's, and, and that's exactly what i was going to refer to you're quite right so thursday friday actually the markets in the us when you look at those markets you can see those two candles on uh, thursday friday not good days but that was mm. because it was the Republican congressman negotiating with the White House over this rescue or the it's it's really this it's called the, the stimulus bill. Um, and it basically the first bill that the current terms, they expire at the end of July, which is the end of this week, Adrian. So they need mm -hmm. to renew them. And I think there were concerns over uh, unemployment benefits or something. Anyway, they're proposing a new bill today. Um, and that includes $1,200 per person in direct cash payments. I find that a weird, a weird thing to do, though, is to send people. Well, it's uh, helicopter money, isn't it? If you yeah, want to get people spending, give them free money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> free money. Yeah. Well, um, I, I hate, no, no, it's, it, it looks like free it, money. It, it ain't free. 
it ain't free. <laughs> it's probably going to cost you more than 1200 in the end, but spend it. Um, uh, I, I then, always find it fascinating just how close to the wire these things come, you know, where you're in a position where that, you know, it's all going to finish on, what was it, Friday, um, mm. the, the stimulus. And yet here we are, you know, only a couple of days before there talking about, you know, the, the biggest economy in the world and how it might have a massive, massive banana skin if they don't sort this out. You know, and it, 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 it's a bit frightening in a way. I don't know if you remember the. I, I saw the. I heard the term fiscal cliff again today, which probably hadn't heard. Remember the fiscal standoff? I don't know. It's probably three or four, or five yeah. years ago, where we didn't get non-farm payroll data that particular month. I think it was October. I don't know, probably 2015 or something, mm. um, because there was no money to pay the staff uh, to actually collate the data in the first place oh, well that's because the, the congress didn't pass a rise in the, the debt oh, ceiling so basically, absolutely. So basically they, they had to furlough all the government employees whilst um, they waited for more money i mean it, it's a, it's weird isn't it it's like a third world problem for the strongest economy in the world the biggest economy in the world yeah absolutely it's frightening a very um delicate isn't it at times you yeah. wonder yeah. um so, okay so that's anything gold. else to cover off on before we talk about the sort of the main the main movers uh that's pretty much it really yeah that's pretty much it yeah um okay so just before we we talk about the main movers i, I do want to just uh, quickly reference the uh, we've got a few events uh coming up this week so um if you like the podcast and you want to hear more uh, about trend signal as an educator and how we teach traders home traders to uh, trade more effectively um we've got three live events going on this week and you'd be absolutely welcome to uh, book a free place at one of these events and we'll teach you one of our favorite trading strategies it's called the sniper strategy we can apply it to fx indices and commodities uh we can trade from just 20 minutes a day using very three very simple rules to identify fantastic turning points in the market. And if you'd like to learn those three simple rules, uh, please come along to one of those events. Now, if you're watching us on uh, YouTube or on our website, uh, you can see the link on screen, but I'll read it out for those listening to us, uh, bit.ly slash learn TS. So bit.ly slash learn TS. Get yourself booked in for one of our free events this week, and we'll teach you one of our favorite trading strategies to help you to take on these markets. But um, Jerry, let's just go back uh, a little bit and um, let's just talk about the, the sort of the review of last week. You know, what were the movers, what were the shakers? So stocks you mentioned were, were down a bit last week. Yeah, they were. Well, it's really not much, though. I mean, the, the market no. that suffered the most was probably the FTSE. Mm. In fact, it, it, it's interesting. You know, people say, you know, Brexit, the UK economy has been hit them hardest. And actually, to a certain extent, it has done. Um, um, the sort of reliance on the service industry, I mean, we're very much a consumer driven economy. And so with the sort of collapse in consumer spending, it, it, it's been quite a, a hard road. Um, but the FTSE, yeah, down 2.6 percent. That's about 160 odd points. Yeah. Uh, and the 250, as I said, that's also been underperforming. When you look at the likes of the DAX and the Euro, and the um, well, the general Euro stocks hasn't done as well as the DAX, but the DAX is a smaller index. It's only 30 stocks. Uh, that's from Germany. Uh, but yeah, not not a great return. And, and the main reason, probably, sterling strength, Adrian. Um, look at sterling. Well, sterling strength. But what you've also got there, Jerry, I guess, is the the the, the makeup of the the larger constituents. There's more sort of traditional businesses, I guess, within the FTSE, whereas a lot of the companies that are driving the the market higher are the the, the tech companies that we don't have so many of. No, uh, do we? no, no, we we don't. Well, there, there's a there's a vibrant tech. Uh, sort of community in the southeast of England and in the UK generally, 
but they're, they're not listed companies. A lot of mm. new companies that end up being acquired by uh, big US tech. Uh, but you're right, uh, we, we don't really, we've got a lot of resource companies, banks, you know, we've got the banks reporting this week, they've not had a great time of it. There's gonna be some mm. bad debts and permits they're gonna to have to announce. So generally, they, that sort of side of things underperformed. Of course, we know what happened with oils, uh, with the collapse in the oil price. So yeah, there's a lot of good reasons, explicable reasons, as it were, um, as to why the FTSE hasn't performed. But yeah, so that was probably the worst performer. The Dow, 202 points down to three quarters of a percent. S&P slightly better, down only nine points. That's what, about a quarter of a percent. The DAX in Germany, the top 30 stocks there, down 81 points, a very modest move for the DAX, which can be very volatile. That's just, what, 0.6%. And the Nikkei actually was up on the week. Uh, so a, a modest 55 points. But uh, generally, data was okay I guess, I guess if you think about it the Nikkei is sort of playing catch up to a certain extent so if a lot of the move happens on in the states on a Friday night well Nikkei is well shut by then isn't it so it's kind of a bit of a time yeah. lag uh, on uh, that, isn't uh, it? and, and we, we but we also had a holiday uh, in um, uh, Japan on Friday which um, yeah that it and Thursday and Friday, so they missed Thursday out. Thursday as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, so, so um, just just quickly, because we've only got another couple of minutes, Jerry. So um, currencies, they're moving uh, a lot over the U.S.-China uh, tensions, uh, and yeah. also this um, stimulus bill. Uh, we've also got FOMC um, later this week, uh, which will be um, which will be fascinating. I know that uh, that's something we're going to be talking about when we review the um, you know the, the events for the week ahead uh, in that podcast. Podcast there, so uh, stay tuned if you want to listen to uh, our other podcast on our channel. Then please uh, do listen into that because we'll be talking about the main events coming up, and there's certainly a big one uh, later on this week. Uh, otherwise, let's just finish off with oil. Probably not a lot to say really, but um, pretty much just uh, just just waiting on. There's a following stocks and a little bit sort of boring at the moment, isn't it? After yeah, the, 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 the crazy the, months, of the last few months. I, I think it's sort of. It looks like it's ready to slide uh, back down again, uh, in my opinion. But it depends. You know, you could see a, a resurgent uh, equity market again. It's done it uh, several times over the last two months, Adrian. So, but I just got a feeling that the lockdown, uh, the new lockdown measures in the southern states in the U.S., the likes of uh, California, Arizona, Texas, uh, now Tennessee, uh, Florida. Gosh, you know, mm. uh, I think that's going to start to uh, impact some of the numbers going forward. So. You know, it's waiting for a decisive move in equities, uh, but I think equities, uh, you know, once we know more about the fangs this, later this week, I think um, uh, the, the likelihood it's probably more likely to fall than rise. But uh, gosh, we've been uh, proved wrong so many times, Adrian. Uh, haven't we just? Haven't mm. we just? Uh, okay, well, I think that's pretty much it from us. Um, so uh, thanks very much for listening, everybody. Remember, we'll be here this time next week and we'll re recap on what's been happening. Um, but also, we'll be doing uh, another podcast today, uh, which we'll be uh, launching talking about the events for the week ahead. So, talking about the main economic data, uh, any main speakers, any main corporate events that are going on that are likely to have big impact on the stock and forex markets. And remember, it is these events that we know when they're coming up, these are the main drivers for movement. Um, so uh, it's always a good idea for anyone's trading plan to be aware of what those events are. And that's what our other podcast um, will be going through. So otherwise, everybody, thanks very much for listening and have a great week's trading. Goodbye for now.